Okay, here we go. Misa, there was a story, so a few stories here. Shabo, these are witnesses. The Omru, Re'inu Shachris Mizrach. They said, well, we saw the old moon in the morning on the east side. The Arvis, and at night, we see the new moon on, in the west side. Is that possible? Omer of Yochanan ben Nuri, no way. 80 shekels. These guys. These are characters. Yeah, okay. The Kishaboli Yavna. But these same two witnesses came to Yavna. Kibul Rev Gamliel. Gamliel accepted them. Sounds like uh, they gave their opinion before they got there. Okay. We'll see about that case in the Gemara. So that's case number one. Case number two. For oh, those Shnaim. Two witnesses came, Omer Inu Bismano. They said, We saw the new moon Bismano, which means the, on the earlier date. Ubulawi Bura. But uh, then when we, um, the next day, it wasn't there. Monira. So that seems to indicate that uh, they made up their story. Because if the new moon was here, it's only going to get bigger, it's not going to disappear. So they said they saw it, but even the next day it wasn't visible. The Kibo Rav Gamliel, Rav Gamliel said he accepted it. We see he's a pretty, pretty easy on the witnesses, this Rav Gamliel. Okay, he's the, he's the head, head honcho, though, so that's what counts. Om Rav Dusa ben Hurkanis. Rav Dusa ben Hurkanis said, Eri Shekerheim. Listen to this analogy. It's funny, you, sometimes in the Gemara you have an analogy. Here you have it in the Mishnah. He said, those guys are liars. Somebody's testifying that a woman gave birth, and the next day you meet the woman, and her belly's in between her teeth. It means she's still pregnant. Um, well, I, I never understood that. Uh, the saying? Yeah. yeah. Why the teeth? Like, you would have just said her belly's sticking out. Why is it in between her teeth? I don't know what that... Uh, um, it means she's very pregnant. That's what it means. But I'm not sure where the teeth fit in. Is this Rashi address it? Um, or the art scroll? No, I don't think so. She's undeniably pregnant. That's all yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> but that's, that's an exaggeration, isn't it? I mean, does she have buck teeth or something? You know, like, what's that? You know, she's got a head tilt. Like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. What? It doesn't usually go up, it goes out, right? I would have maybe down. Right, so we'll all have to work on this expression. Okay. But either way, uh, that he's saying, like, if they testified it was here, and then the next morning it's not, it's obviously that they're lying. It's just like if someone testifies that a woman gave birth, and you see she's still pregnant, obviously they're lying. Uh, so, uh, therefore, he doesn't understand how Reb Gamliel could have accepted those witnesses. Now, Rabbi Yeshua, who's the Av Bezdin, so whose side is he going to take? Rabbi Gamaliel or Rabbi Dusa? He says, He says, that makes a lot of sense that the, the witnesses are, are lying because it's just like the woman who's still pregnant. So it was clear from the discussion that Rabbi Yeshua agreed uh, with Rabbi Dosa against Rabbi Gamaliel. And if he did not accept that uh, the uh, Rosh, uh, the new moon, uh, the Rosh Chodesh was the first day. He didn't accept those witnesses. That meant he celebrated Rosh Chodesh the next day, which means 
10 days from now on Yom Kippur, he's going to come on the day after. He's going to celebrate Yom Kippur the day after. Because he says, I don't agree, Reb Gamaliel. There's no way you could have accepted those witnesses. You blew that call. So, Shokol Reb Gamaliel. Reb Gamaliel sent to him, goes, Reini Alecha. I hereby decree on you, that you come to me with your walking stick and with your wallet on the day that you think and you fully believe and you went public and agreed with is the real Yom Kippur, I command you to uh, come to me and violate that Yom Kippur. That's what Reb Gamliel, the head of the academy, decreed on Reb Yeshua, the Av Basin. Now, he had a few days to think about it. Umatza Reb Yekiva Meitzer. Reb Yekiva uh, sees Reb Yeshua, looks upset. He doesn't know what to do. Amalo, uh, so Reb Yekiva said, Yeshli Lilmod, Shekol Maish Asr Gamliel Asay. He said, I think you have to listen to Reb Gamliel. Because even if he's wrong, whatever the head of the Sanhedrin decides and uh, Paskins, you have to accept. Actually, Rabbi Kiva said, He's saying that you taught it to me. Um, well, I think we're going to say that in the Gemara anyways. The, he's saying that you yourself taught this, that, that when the head of the Sanhedrin gives a psaq, so, and he decides, not any psaq, by the way, some, they're, they're, um, we had before, sometimes a person can make a mistake in a ruling, and anybody can make a mistake, and, and sometimes they have to go back and redo it. Remember, we had that all the time, where the Ruchia uh, and his sons, he, he said his sons, you said that, go back there and you know, tell him you goofed. So, uh, but by the sanctifying the, the new moon, the Pusik says, Ashechikra al-sam bein bezmanam bein shalobozanam. It means when Basin sanctifies it, even if they get the day wrong. So even if he got it wrong, it is sanctified. We only have these holidays. In other words, you can't uh, there can be no disagreement about the calendar. You can't have. I, I believe it should be on this day, so I'm going to celebrate on. I'm going to. I'm going to keep fast on this day, and you think it's on that day. You go. You know. You have to accept um, whatever the head of the basin declares is the calendar day, even if he's wrong. You have to accept. That's what Rabbi Kiva said. Balo ben Omerlo. And also, apparently, he still was not sure what to do, so he went to Rabdosa ben Horkinus. This is a different Rabdosa. He said, If you want to accept a posture that you are not going to accept the rulings of the basin, so guess what? You're going to have to look at every single ruling that was ever issued. Because if, if you take that posture that you feel that uh, something's wrong, Moshe Rabbeinu, he, was, he got it from Hashem. He didn't make any mistakes. But if you want to feel that, that you, your posture is that you want to second-guess the rulings, you, it's impossible. You're going to have to go all the way back. Why doesn't it give the names of the elders? It comes to teach you 
Anytime you have a group of even three or 33, it's just like Moshe Rabbeinu is based in, and uh, you, can't, uh, you, you don't have to question what they did. So let's see what happened. He took his walking stick and his money. Now he could have stayed home and nobody would have known what he did. But he, he went to show that he accepted that you have to accept the head of the academy, Regam Leo. So he went to him, Yeah, so Amar Regam Leo, Regam Leo stood up when he saw him. Benoshka, he kissed him on his head. Come in peace. Rebbe v'talmidai. You're my Rebbe and you're my student. Rebbe b'chachma, you're smarter than me, I know that. But v'talmidai shekibos t'vari, you accepted what I said. So this, this is what kept the peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, Rashi. Lamba Lomnis Parsu Shemosa. Why doesn't it give their names? Sheim Ba Adam Lidan Akar Beisdin Shabiyamov. Sometimes a person might think, oh, the guys in my days, they don't really know their stuff. Now, if I had the Beisdin of Moshe and Aaron and Eldad and Maidan, Omer Lo Shema Chashuvu Chashlosha Menashar Shlomis Parsu Shemosa. Even though he's not from the top three, but it could be he's like some of the other judges, where the Torah doesn't give their names. It doesn't give their names because you shouldn't think that it's all all-stars, and, to, and today's judges are not all-stars. You just have to accept the, the, uh, the based in, in your day. Okay, let's see the Gemara. So, um, the first question, the Gemara doesn't actually answer, which was why uh, that was the case where they said it was in the East, and then the West. They saw the old moon in the East and the new moon in the West, and one opinion said they're false, and the other opinion said they're good. So there's two ways to view it. One view is that um, it may be possible that they saw, um, you know, some, it, it, there, there may be some time. The problem is that apparently it, it can't happen. <laughs> That's a big problem. But there is a debate if there is there. Right, there's like a twelve-hour gap between the moon disappears yeah. and comes, so it wouldn't. Yeah. So there is there is one scenario like with the leap years and the certain time where maybe it could happen. That's one view. It's another view like this. Um, do do when we ask witnesses to testify, we don't ask them when they last saw the old moon. That has that has nothing to do with anything. In other words, they're here to testify they saw the new moon. Um, the, yeah, we throw out the testimony. That's not, that's yeah. we don't even ask them on that. We didn't yeah. say we asked them. Did you ever see the moon? So they may have told people they did, but that's not that's not really relevant. Yeah. We asked them to come and testify. Did you spot the new moon? So it's true. If you listen to everything they may have said, you know you might find some. But that's not part of their official testimony. So it could be that's why Rabbi Gamliel accepted them. Whereas the other view is no. But they, how can you accept them if they said something? I mean. Almost anybody could say something you disagree with, right? So, you know, so you're going to say, well, just like that's nonsense, everything. Testimony doesn't work that way. There's official testimony. And as far as we knew, they hadn't, um, they hadn't been proven that they were liars. So, again, that goes into the debate. That was the first debate. Second case, though. Now the Gemara is going to explain that. Tanya, He says, uh, this was on the case um, where... Um, they said they saw it and they couldn't see it the next day. Um, well, no, I'm sorry, this is the first case. 
He says, this is what I have a tradition from my ancestors. Panim Shabbat Barucha, Panim Shabbat Sometimes uh, the moon takes a long route, and sometimes it comes back quickly. There's different, uh, there's different stages. Omar Yochan, my time, Yidibi Rabbi. Why did they say, uh, what's their reasoning? That's a pasuk. The sun, that's standard. You know, we know when the sun comes and goes. The, the moon, it's, it's much more complicated than the sun. You, we don't know the exact, uh, the exact path all the time. He once saw the shade of the moon that it was there on the morning of the 29th. And it wasn't supposed to be there. So Shaka Kola, he went and he took a stone and he threw it at the moon. Omar, He said, you're supposed to appear tomorrow night or tonight. But what are you doing here? Get out of here. I'm sure that was effective. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he had a problem because he saw what he thought was the moon. And according to the view we had before, it's impossible. So what, how are they going to see the new moon? So Amr le Rebbe, the Ruchia, zil la'ain tov v'kishu Go to Ein Tov and sanctify the new moon over there. And testify that you saw the, at, at the evening. V'shochole, and if you need the secret password, that's David Melech Yisrael Kai Um the, What is the reason that he sent them to Ein Tov? This was when it was illegal to do it. And so they did it in secret. And the password was David Melech Yisrael. That's why we mentioned that at Kish Levana. Why David Melech Yisrael? Because he's similar to the moon uh, that he waxed and waned. In other words, it, sometimes it looks like he was out and he came roaring back. And it's the uh, uh, David Melech Yisrael. Um, that's one view. Another view was that um, over here, if you're going to testify that you saw it at night, people will criticize you because you told everybody they saw you throw in the stone and you saw it during the day. So better go over there. Let's see Rashi. He didn't want the people of the city to make fun of him when they sanctify the new moon tomorrow. Over here they saw the old moon. And he wanted to remove their complaint. There was a, a decree that it was illegal to, to declare the new moon over here. Now they said, David Melech is compared to the sun. So Tosos deals with what, what uh, that, that city, Ein Tov. That's a great name. Good eye. City of the good eye. Okay. Back to the mark. Okay. Um, San Rabban and a rabbi taught Paman Nishu Shemayin Ba'avit. One time the cloud, it was very cloudy. And that you could see the image of the sun on the 29th. Through the clouds. The Kesavar Am Lomar Rosh Chodesh. Ubikshu based in the Kacho. You could see the moon. They saw the moon. I don't know why I keep saying this. Okay. They saw the moon and they wanted to sanctify it. He had traditions from his father's household. Uh, 
it's too early to be the uh, new moon, so it can't be. You must be looking at one of those white clouds or something. So, Vaoso Hayom. Now, many of the people thought today's Rosh Chodesh because we saw it. Everybody thought they saw it. Everybody was saying, wow, it's going to be Rosh Chodesh. Can't you see the moons there? But Rav Gamliel said it's impossible because that was his tradition. Vaoso Hayom, and happened to be there, there somebody's mother passed away, Imusho Ben Zusa. Now, if it's Rosh Chodesh, uh, you don't say a funeral, you don't say a Hesper funeral speech on Rosh Chodesh. And he wanted everybody to know that he didn't declare it Rosh Chodesh. So he gave the funeral speech, Vespita Rav Gamliel, Hesped Gadol. So all of a sudden he gave a super long drusha. <laughs> like, you know, kept him going for hours and hours. So everybody said, you know, it must be, it's not Rosh Chodesh. Yes, that's right. It's not because... Wow, that must have been a very great lady that she got such a nice long funeral speech. It implies that, you know, sometimes the Rosh Chodesh, they, do, they have to do some funeral. They say Tehillim, they try to sneak in a few words. It's supposed to be shorter than usual. But he made sure that everybody knew that he, she got the full McCoy. She got the super duper uh, uh, funeral speech. Okay. Holok Revi Kiva Meitzar. So actually, we already explained it that way, but it says Rebbe Kiva went and he was upset. So Iboilu, who was upset? Was Rebbe Kiva upset or Rebbe Shua Meitzer? Tashmam, let's prove it. Netanya, holok Rebbe Kiva, matz Rebbe Shua, Shua Meitzer. Rebbe Kiva went and Rebbe Shua was the one distressed. Omer lo Rebbe, mayato Meitzer, what's the problem? Omer lo Rebbe Kiva, roi lo sheipo lamita yud beis chodesh. I would rather be sick for 12 months than have to do this. He knew he couldn't get away of pretending he was sick for a day. He'd have to pretend he's sick for a year to convince Rav Gamliel that he, he was, didn't do this on purpose, right? He said, I'd rather go, you know, that's what he, it must be he was thinking of doing that. Maybe I'll pretend I'm sick for a year or something. I would rather do that. He said, Rebbe, let me tell you something I remember. You taught. I give you permission. It says you sanctify the new moon even if you did it by mistake and you weren't supposed to. Even if you knew on purpose you shouldn't. Even if you were misled. So basically, the new moon, we don't care what happened. In other words, if the Bayesian did it and they made a mistake, they did a mistake, whatever it was, once they did it, that's it. The calendar is set. You comforted me. And you find this, Rebbe Kiva was famous for this. He was the comforter. You know, you remember the Gemara in Makos with the fox and the, he, he kind of, a few mm-hmm. times in the Gemara, he goes on for being, let me check all the other people out. I'm sure the calendar was similar. That's because one month, right? Right, that's just each, each no, particular month. If a particular month they get it wrong, um, it doesn't matter. Once they do it, it's the basin that, um, uh, that that what Hashem says, I declare the new moon when the basin down here decides. Yeah. And um, they can get back on track the next month. They not could, necessar- yeah. If well, they, not necessarily. Right, not necessarily. If it's, they might. If it's a twenty-nine day month, as opposed to a thirty-day month or whatever, you're gonna, you're gonna. I mean, at some point you can you can catch up, but it's not necessarily gonna be the next month. Okay, so then that was the first rabbi he went to. Then. Rabbi Yeshua went to Rabbi Dosa ben Hurkanis. Tan Rabbanan. Why don't we have the names? You know, by the Nesiyim, we get all their names. But we don't have the names over here. Shua Yoma Anam Ploni Kamoshev Aaron. 
Ploni Kenar Vaviu, Ploni Eldaru Medad. Somebody might claim that everybody was a superstar. No, not everybody was a superstar. <laughs> in other words, we don't need to know their names. It's not important if they are if they are in that position. It's a concept of of uh, of the accepting the leaders uh, who they are. Now we're going to bring many proofs to this. Um, the reason we need to is because people are always challenging their rabbis. You know, they're always challenging their leaders, and um, and they're saying, well, if I had the old leaders, they they don't make them like they used to. But there's a concept that we get the leaders we deserve. You know, we get the leaders based on who we are. Every generation gets the leaders that they need. And if you don't like that, I'll bring you another proof. Shmuel gives them, a, um, the Jewish people wanted to change their form of government. They had uh, um, shoftim, they had judges, and the judges were basically religious figures, and they decided they wanted a king. A little bit more. Now, the judges also were military. They did, they did fight, uh, especially people like Shimshon and others, but they wanted a different kind of leader. They wanted the, um, uh, the, somebody who people could look up to, who would have pageantry and royal, and just like the Gentiles. Now, if they hadn't wanted it for those reasons, I don't know if they would have gotten such a big speech. Isn't You're that? not supposed to want things just because the, to- the Torah commands us to appoint a king. Well, wasn't it more so because they wanted to be like the other nations? Correct. That's what I just said. Yeah, that's I what I meant. That's right. So they got a whole drusha. So he get, this is the drusha. He says, Hashem is the one who gave us our leaders. He gave us Moshe and Aaron. And then he says, V'yishak Hashem and Hashem then sent us Yorubal and Badan and Yiftach and Shmuel himself. <laughs> so Yerubal Zagidon. Yerubal was actually Gidon. So why is he called Shmo Yerubal? He was famous for fighting the idols. So he got the nickname the Baal Fighter. <laughs> he was the, the idol demolisher. Okay. Badan Zashimshan. Why is he called Badan? He was the leader that came from Dan. Yiftach. Everybody knows who Yiftach is. Bayomer. Now, uh, and then he says. Moshe and Kohanav, Moshe and Aaron and Kohanav, Vishmuel Bekori Shemo. Moshe, Aaron, and Shmuel were the all stars of all time. They were the greatest. Shokola Kosov, the Torah puts together Shloshe Kale Olam, Kashloshe Kaburi Olam. The top leaders ever in the history of Klau Yisrael are combined with the weakest rulers ever in Klau Yisrael. Um, Yiftach, he was the guy who hung around with the ruffians if you remember him, and they needed him to fight the war, and they needed a tough guy. And uh, he came home, and he, uh, he sacrificed his daughter, he took an oath. He wasn't the highest, he wasn't the greatest. We've had better. But the Torah compares them all. It compares the top three with the bottom three. Lomalach, it comes to teach you, Yorubal Bedorah, Kamosha Bedorah, Bedon Bedorah. People complained about Shimshin too. He had some bad habits, like... Uh, he married some uh, some of his wives where it's so appropriate, <laughs> right? He, he, so, I don't yeah. want to keep killing him. What? I don't want to keep killing him. Yeah, they cut off his hair, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. But um, these leaders, Bedoro Ka'aran Bedoro, just like Aaron, Dora Yifta Bedoro Kashmu Bedoro. You have to look, every one of them was the leader in their time. Lamdecha Shafilu Kal Shabakalim. Even the, the, the lightest of the light. Light means, I mean, they were great people, but they were light compared to the Moshe Arishmu. They're in the position of the times. That's somehow it happened. And if you don't like that, I'll bring you another proof. You will come to the Kohen or to the Levi that will be in your days. 
Now, that's a funny expression, to the one who will exist in your time. You're going to go in a time machine and go to the Kohen who's not in your time? Or the judge not in your time? The Torah is telling you that you, you have to deal with the, what exists in your place and your time. And that's, you have to accept your, your leaders. But Yomar, and if you don't like that, I'll bring you a, a final quote. Don't think it was the good old days. Don't think the earlier times, things were much easier. Uh, you know, it's, uh, oh, if we only lived then, everything would be hunky-dory. They had their problems, too. That's a, you know, we tend to look back and say, oh, the things in the old days were so good or so great. You know, it's, uh, ask your parents, they'll tell you. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't all, um, it wasn't so rosy. So then it says he took his stick and money. I saw one of the Forsham say he didn't make him light a fire. He just made him do an istadur abadin. Like he didn't rub it in his face. He just said, just show that you're accepting that it's not your kibble. Okay. So Tanu Rabbanin, Kivich rose. So once he saw them, he got off his chair. But Nishkar kissed him on his head. Mishom alacha rabbi v'tamidi rabbi shalom deni tarab You teach. You're the avbezim. V'tamidi shani gozer alacha. I tell you what to do. V'atam akayim. And you listen. Ketalmet. Like a student. Ashrei Hador, the generation is very lucky, that the great people listen to lesser, listen to the young ones. Um, the old people or the great people, they, sometimes young people have good ideas. You have to have the great people listening to the people less than them. Kalvachomer, and certainly Ketanim Ligadolim. I'm not sure who was who, but uh, that's what he said. So Gemara said, Kalvachomer, why do you say Kalvachomer? The young people have to listen. El guess what? If the old people set the example and they are receptive to listening to the young ones, so, so the, the young ones will say, of course we have to listen to the older ones. Really very beautiful Gemara, you know, just like an uh, important leadership. Um, so, uh, but again, what happened was that uh, this was the first, uh, we're going to see that th- this, there was uh, they felt that there was a, a bad dynamic between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua that started here, and they wanted to fix that. Uh, again, uh, um, Rabbi Gamliel, he, uh, even if Rabbi Yeshua in certain ways was a greater Torah teacher, Rabbi Gamliel had the traditions. He says, he, he learned from his grandfather's house. He had, things were passed down in his family how to run, you know, how to be the leader. Okay, let's see the Mishnah. Let's say based in a whole cloud Israel, they all see the new moon. It's clear as night. Nekruaidim. And they actually started uh, questioning the witnesses. And they were getting ready, and all of a sudden they have to get to Av Bezdin. And he's not there. So they call him. I just invented that. But whatever happened, they didn't get a re- they weren't ready to sanctify it until the sun set. Shechashka, it got dark. So now what? Everything was good. Everybody agreed that they saw it on time, but they just didn't say the words. Too late. Hurry them over. It's gonna, you're going to have to do it tomorrow. Because that process of declaring it is necessary. Case number one. Case number two. Roa Beisdin, Bilvad. What if the only one who saw it was the Beisdin? No one else saw it. Yes. So Yam Dishnaim, so two of the judges will move their seats to and they'll testify in front of the other, they'll turn into witnesses. That sounds like what we do before Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. But Omar Makudish Makudish. Okay. 
declaration is, is actually part of the part of the deal. Yeah. Physically saying that. Mm-hmm. Like they have to change place. Instead of being the judges who the people testify in front of them, they become witnesses and testify in front of the remaining judges. All right, but, but, but it sounds like to me that, that the words actually have to come out of their mouth, like Bikurin. That's part of the... Yes, yeah, it has to be declared. That's right. Third case, Rosh Loshavein Beisdin. If only have three people who saw it, and the three are all Beisdin. The first case was he had a big Beisdin, so you could have two guys leave the Beisdin and testify in front of the rest. But if you only have three, what do you do? So, uh, you have two of them leave. You, uh, you temporarily add two people to the court from the peanut gallery. You take some of those scholars. Guess what? You'll be judged for the day. You put them up there. And then the other two... take the hecklers. Right. And they testify in front of the Om Makudish Makudish. Now, why do they do that? These, these other people were spectators. How do we turn, why is it necessary to turn them into a judge? Because you can't have one judge. Um, that's why you got to add. Okay. Yeah, so there is a concept if you have one main judge that sometimes, sometimes this happens in small towns. Uh, where they need sometimes to do conversions, where the rabbi will be, the, uh, the rabbi is learned, and he'll take two balabatim, just good, you know, pious Jews, to be together with him to make an ad hoc based in. And, and uh, there is, uh, for certain types of things, that, that technically is allowed. Let's see, Gemara, lovely, the Mr. Roll, based in Kol Yisrael. Why does it say based in and Kol Yisrael? Why both? The Gemara said, Kol Yisrael, I'll tell you why. Still, so Kadai would have thought, oh, roll based in, we call Yisrael, since based in, and everybody. A parson, now, does, everybody doesn't mean everybody. It means whoever was there. But I would have thought, a parson made below Lavrua. There's no need. Uh, it, it, in other words, no need to. Kamash Malon, Kivin, Etani, Leroy, based in, Yisrael. Therefore, that's Kamash Malon, that no, there is a need uh, to declare it. So then the Morris says, Kivin, Etani, Leroy, based Once we have the first case, what do we add by saying, Nekruku, Edim? The second case, where they actually started uh, questioning the witnesses. What does that add? Hakakomar. Inami, even if they, if they started the process and they started questioning the witnesses, but they didn't get around to say Makudish and it got dark, them or you go to the next day. Uh, because uh, the fact that they didn't declare it, that won't do it. So once you say until it gets dark, so it's clear that it's too late. Why does it have to say it's the next day? Um, I, I, let me, I, I pause too soon. What, what do you need? What does it add that they started the testimony? So the Gemara answers, it's trick, I'll tell you why. I would have thought since they started the testimony, maybe they started the process. So even though the sun set on them, they got the process started. And the words Makudish and Makudish Kigmardin, that's the end of the process. And maybe since they started, they'll be allowed to finish. Because there's a famous rule by Dine Mamanus. You're not allowed to have cases at night. It has to be started by the day. Really, just people are tired, things should be clear. Um, so normal cases have to be judged during the day. But if they started it during the day, they're allowed to finish at night. 
So here too, I might have thought, since they already started questioning the witnesses, they started during the day. The Tanan didn't mamma's done him the Gumberlila. So Hachanami Mikhachin Belila, I would have thought here also. Maybe you could finish Kamash Balan, you can't. The Gemara said, that's such a good idea. Why not? Maybe you could finish at night. Oh, thank you for questioning. When is it a statute? When have you fulfilled the decree? Big Mardin, when you finish. And the Torah says it's a Mishpat. Mishpat is when? During the day. The wording of this Pasuk teaches you that for this particular law, you can't finish at night. You have to do the whole thing during the day. Yeah. Question. Well, it doesn't seem like a dina moment. In fact, I, I could say, I could argue this could be uh, with the other topic. This isn't dina moment. We're comparing it to dina moment. So why would we compare this with dina moment? This is this is maybe all the. In fact, someone could die by by shemayim if they observe. Let's say they don't observe right day Yom Kippur, so they don't fast, and then I'm not sure what the rule is. We're just saying you find in other cases that there is a concept of finishing at night. Okay, so the question is, maybe here too, so we're saying no. I'm not sure we're we're not looking at one case yes and one case no and saying it's more like the Mumminus case. We're just saying you find by Mumminus you could finish at night, so maybe here, you know. And that I'm not I'm not sure we're we're saying that that uh, we're not excluding another case necessarily. I'm not sure what happens in capital cases. I don't I don't know what that. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I've never been on one. <laughs> Thank no, God. Yeah, I think yeah. the capital cases have to stop at the end of the day and they can resume the next day. Uh-huh. Because you can't execute it right and they execute yeah. it immediately upon upon uh, giving the giving the judgment. Yeah. So they have to stop. They have to stop, and they yeah. have to stop when it turns to night because right. then they can't get, give a judgment. Right. But I, I think we're just saying you find this is a question of judgment and you find in that case the judgment you can finish at night. So maybe here too. So that's why we have a need to teach you that. Then we said final case, Roa Beisden, uh, actually two more cases, where Beisden saw, and you have two of the judges testify in front of them. Now, why would you have the two of the judges tell the other judges, we saw the moon? Uh, that case, they're hearing testimony. The other judges actually saw the moon itself. What's better testimony, seeing the moon or having somebody tell you, I saw the moon? Seeing is greater. So what do we accomplish by having those two judges leave their chair and go in the witness stand and say, we saw the moon? They Let them stay judges, and they see the moon. Seeing should be better than saying. Amai, lo gedola meria. Why would hearing be better than seeing? Maybe they saw at night, which is when you usually see. Uh, and so the, they actually the court wasn't sitting until the next day. So when the when the court was actually in session, they needed to he, they needed to have the action. If they actually saw the moon during the day, it'd be a different story. But you don't usually see the moon during the day. I mean, in other words, you need so, to see it during the court process. Mm-hmm. All right. But so even mm-hmm. even if everybody saw it, and mm-hmm. they saw it during the day, it, but it has to be during the court itself. That was the question. Well, so, wait, wait a minute. During the proceedings. Why would why would that be? 
because realistically, you've got people coming in from another part of the uh, mm -hmm. of the country, coming in and testifying. If if everybody saw it, no, no, we didn't have people. They? We didn't have witnesses. The, the judges were the witnesses, so we told no, the judges no one, no one else was move to the move become instead of being a judge, right, be right. a witness. So the question was, if every, why what why does that a better judgment to have the judges tell the other judges we saw it? Wouldn't they be better off just being judges that saw the evidence? Isn't seeing evidence the same even better than hearing evidence? That's the question, right. and the answer is that when they saw it, it wasn't during the trial. It, they saw it the night before. Even if they saw it... you're not being that, that you, you really could have a case where you don't have... Yes, 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 yes. That's, that's, a, that's a bit of That is, but that was the question, yeah. But yeah. even if they saw it during the night, mm -hmm. I mean, if, if everybody saw it, and they saw it during the night... Mm -hmm. Only the judges saw it, saw it during the night. Oh, the judges, I'm saying. The yeah. judges, mm -hmm. okay. So even if all of them saw it during the night, you're still going to have the two judges stand up there mm -hmm. and say something. Right. That's, that's our so, case. Well, okay. But it doesn't make a difference when they're going to hold the, cup, the, the case, per se. Well, no. If they were holding the case and then they were to see the, uh, see the um, they would see evidence, so they wouldn't have to have somebody get up and say, I saw the evidence. The judges could actually see it. Seeing is, is top-notch. Um, so let's say there was a way for them to witness something without hearing it, but actually seeing it in front of them, the proof. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit, right? You no, see no, it, right? At, at, the, at, the, at the same time, though, mm -hmm. um, standard, standard um, understanding in, in court cases is that witnesses, despite the fact that they are, that, that they are making claims, mm -hmm. invariably they are incorrect. It could and it's be. Only, and it's only through the interrogation of mm -hmm. those witnesses and the back and forth that will, that will take place that will, that will bring out how accurate their, their understanding is. Mm -hmm. I see a question. So how do you know who is interrogating them? So you're, yeah. you're saying... Yeah, I mean, you have yeah, to have an... And my feeling then is that you have to have an interrogation. Suppose that yeah. everybody, everybody in the in the court so, sees right. sees that this so, is, right. Sees so that I, 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 everyone is yeah. seeing it differently. Yeah, so maybe right. they're experts. They move It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're all seeing it differently. Yeah. So and just like we're willing to give, just like we're willing to give, you know, um, uh, three, uh, what is it, three cow. Well, right. uh, so, so the only thing is, I, you're saying good, but you're getting ahead of us. In other words, okay. we're going to see later that a judge can't be a judge and a witness at the same time. And there's a difference, yeah. which in a certain way, that's what you're saying, is there's a difference between a witness who gets questioned mm -hmm. and is, is looked at by everybody else and a judge, you know, who just happens to see something. But the, the, that's going to come later. So, but we got to finish. So, at any rate, so that's what the Gemara said over four lines from the bottom. Kivin Shuro Belila. I'm sorry. We're at the two dots. Ro, the third case. Ro Shloshavahin based In this case, there's a small court seize. And they're the only ones. So then we said to testify in front of the rest, uh, the one. So, Amai, Hachanami, here also, name Elote Shmi Gadol Why didn't you say the same question we had before? 
Why do they need to change their seed and testify? Why can't they stay there? The key tema, well, why don't we give the same answer? The case was they saw it at night, and that's why they need to testify during the trial. That's the same as the first case. So Morris said, no, we need the second case where it's a small court. I'll tell you why. It's teaching us that you can't have one judge. Why? Since we learned usually you need three as a minimum for a court. If you have an absolute expert, there are certain times done a field b'yachid. So here also, maybe maybe we'll make an exception in this case where we need the two of the judges to be witnesses and allow it to be sanctified by one. Kamash malan, that we don't say that. Why don't we? We have no greater uh, judge than Moshe Rabbeinu. And Hashem still said, you need to have two other judges with you. So we will stop here at Lameymar.